What's shaking Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here, and welcome to episode 1400 of EO Fire, where I interview today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Fire Nation, are you ready to set your skills on fire? New opportunities for entrepreneurs are coming up all the time, and I am committed to learning these skills and then teaching you. Snapchat, Facebook Live, Instagram, you name it, I teach it at skillsonfire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Barry Friedman. Barry, are you prepared to ignite? John, I don't even have a chair in my office. I'm on my feet. Yes! (laughs) Barry is a four-time world juggling champion, six-time TED speaker, and a best-selling author. His book, I Love Me More Than Sugar, and companion website at 30daysugarfree.com, has supported thousands of people in kicking the addiction to added sugar and live with more energy, better health, and less belly fat. Barry, take a minute, (laughs) fill in some gaps that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Oh, that's it. I think now there's, there's plenty more that happens. I'll see. Well, I'll see. Married to my best friend for 28 years, which is a kind of a dream come true. Have a 14 year old son who will, believe it or not, uh, unicycle up over and off of anything imaginable. Wow. Uh, running my first half marathon on Sunday and deeply sad about uh, having to say goodbye to a foreign exchange student from Sweden who we've hosted for the last year. So I yeah. have a lot going on in life, as we all they have. They kind of grow on you, you know? When I was 16, oh. we had a, a Brazilian for a year. Then I was 18, we had a, an Ecuadorian. So uh, I, I remember cool. it well. Yeah, his family came down the driveway yesterday to go to his graduation. I'm like, what do you, what, he's our son. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't just take him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, so yeah. Barry, you have a lot going on. I mean, four-time world juggling champion. You've graced the TED stage six times. You're an mm-hmm. author. You have a great website. How do you specifically generate revenue in your business? Well, there's that whole juggling thing that uh, 36 years ago, my high school guidance counselor promised me, swore as if he had researched it, uh, that it would leave me broken homeless by 22. <laughs> that's, that's going pretty well. Uh, I perform at a number of high profile corporate events every year, and I run a couple of group, co- group coaching programs for entertainers where we focus on mastering the business of show business. Uh, I have four coaching clients that I always keep at a time. And I run a monthly 30-day, a monthly challenge at 30 days sugar-free. So, you know, it's this wonderful sweet spot of everything I love in my life. And I I never spend a minute in traffic going to do something I hate, which, uh, boy. (laughs) Was that a play on words, sweet spot? Gosh, it may have been. It just came out, but I bet you it was. There's no accidents. Yeah. Uh, there's no accidents in this world. I love that. And Barry, yeah. speaking of no accidents, there's probably been a couple of times you've dropped a ball, both literally and figuratively. And you've mm-hmm. had the ups, you've had the downs. But what is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? Take us to that moment. <laughs> Tell us that story. Worst. Okay. Uh, there have been bad ones. I tell you, juggling doesn't come easy. But, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, the worst, when you ask me about that, what pops into mind, and it must be bad because I have the memory of it right here on my desk, and I know the date, February 18th, 2007. I was just back from a two-week tour of really fun shows around the country, and my friend said, oh, let's go mountain biking, which I love, a big mountain biker here where I live in the Sierra Mountains. And I flew, John, uh, gracefully, as far as he reported, a, a graceful fly over this big root and landed with a thump, uh, shattered collarbone kind of oh. sticking out of my skin and lost the, uh, my air. You know, I hear about that all the time. I lost my air. I was actually unable to get air. And I 
got to my friend and I said, I have a show in Vegas on Wednesday. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, you don't. No. Uh, he knew that. And, you know, surgery, uh, shattered collarbone. They put a pin in to uh, line up all the pieces like a shish kebab and followed up with months of hand therapy. They, the gal, I remember she had this big bucket of uncooked kidney beans and she goes, there's four quarters in there. I want to see if you can find one. And I, after a couple of times, I found one and I pulled it out. I could feel it and pull it out. And she goes, that's great. She got so excited. And I, with my left hand, my good hand, I opened my phone up and I got a picture of me juggling uh, five clubs and throwing them behind my back. And I said, I need to get back to this, not finding a quarter. Uh, so, you know, canceling shows, six months of recovery, rehab, wondering how I was going to make a living, support my family. It, it really felt like rock bottom. I'd literally never in my life made a dime without getting on an airplane, uh, making jokes and juggling three ping pong balls out of my mouth. Wow. I mean, there's a lot that goes on there, both visually. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Now, how long did it take for you to get back to, you know, close enough to 100% where you were back on stage? I did a show at six months and it wasn't real pretty. It was, a, <laughs> there was some compromise, but I wanted to start working again. Uh, the, I didn't, I hadn't even had the collarbone pin removed and the ha feeling was mostly back in my hand, but still, uh, six months off juggling, uh, takes its toll. It's something that's good to stay on top of. Now, where would you say you are now? Are you back to 100% or is there no 100% yeah. from that injury? Yeah, there's no 100%. I real, I still have this weird thing when I rub my uh, my my right breastbone, like where my brachial plexus is. It's so funny. I get these shots down my arm. It's always a good reminder. And I, I had the doctor hand me the pin so I could keep it on my desk to remind me uh, <laughs> <laughs> of that great day. Barry, there's a lot that we can take away from this, obviously. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of lessons to be learned. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from this story? I'm riding along and everything's okay. And a few months into recovery, I was getting antsy. You know, I was just like, and, and we all have this when we have a letdown. You know, we don't know exactly where it's going to go. And a few months into recovery, getting antsy, wondering, fear was starting to really take over. I was spending a lot of time reading books. You know, those, um, what am I going to do with my life? What color is my uh, backpack type books? And all these books kept asking kind of, what are you good at? You know, what do you love doing? And I was really, honestly, John, too deep in the forest to kind of even see the trees to answer those questions because my world was always get on an airplane, book better shows, you know, do some more corporate gigs and uh, uh, do that. My wife had a great line though. She, she popped in and said, uh, you're really good at booking a juggling act for a lot of money. And that was you know, that was something that I wouldn't have said to myself. It was just something I took for granted. So that started my brain on a track. It just tasted delicious to my brain. It was, you know, ideas flowing, possibility. And uh, after sitting in a chair with nerve spasms for a few months, it just felt wonderful to be rekindled again. Um, that led to me creating my first online course called Get More Corporate Gigs aimed at entertainers. That led to a group coaching program, Showbiz Blueprint. And that led to private coaching. And, um, you know, it's just, there's always an opportunity. There's always something underneath whatever seems bad at the time. Are we going to feed it? You know, that great story about which wolf's going to win, you know, the one you feed. The and one you feed. The one you feed. And, and what happened when my wife said that, you know, just reflected back, held a mirror up to me of what I'm really good at. I went, okay, that's what I'm going to do for a while. Yeah, another one happened, uh, Leap Day 2012. My nine-year-old son asked me, what are you going to leap for Leap Day? Which I just thought was the greatest definition of the holiday ever given. <laughs> um, and we had just finished eating these big gnarly uh, frozen yogurts with the gummy worms and the peanut butter cups. And, and I just, out of my, uh, for nothing, I just said, I'm going to quit sugar for the day. I'm going to see what that feels like. I was a Snickers bar and Reese's peanut butter cup oh, and yeah. cakes. I was out of control. You know, it was, it was bad. I had a 38 inch waist and uh, all kinds of bad stuff. So I said that and uh, went uh, uh, leap day of 2012 sugar free. 
March 1st, I woke up and I told my wife, I said, I've never felt like I feel right now. The, uh, the control, the power, the clarity of mind, the sleep I had. I'm actually excited to get up and see if I could do this again. So I decided at that point to go 30 days sugar-free. Um, about 20 days into that, the addiction was over, the shaking, the crying, the trembling was the over. Crying. And uh, oh my God, it was the end of the world. It was so hard. And uh, I never wanted to go back to it. And uh, I, I just never went back. And a year and a half into that, I realized what I had been doing for, to support clowns and jugglers and ventriloquists and magicians um, had trained me to create something that could help literally anyone with a mouth. So, uh, so much happened from that collarbone break that day, John, that uh, when it only seemed terrible at the time. And, and, and I look back on it and thank God that route was there. Fire Nation, I mean, we run a huge risk in life and that risk is becoming one dimensional. The thing mm -hmm. is, you know, we, we work hard. You know, we know that thing that we love and Barry loves juggling and he loved being on stage and telling jokes. The reality was that became his comfort spot. He could travel the oh. world. He could get up on stage. He could do his thing, make people laugh, make people gasp, make people say, ah, but you know what? Yeah. That was the comfort zone. That was where he was great. That was where you know he was on fire. And that's an awesome thing to have accomplished. But mm. then when life hands you a lemon, or in his case, a root in, in an interesting <laughs> place, I mean, Fire Nation, boom, what, what happens? And that's a huge thing. Are you one dimension right now? And it's okay if you are, but mm. how are you going to branch out, get out of your comfort zone and add more dimensions to your life so that you can be more like Barry, where now he has courses and he has clients and he has this and he has that. Mm. So if one thing drops down or the economy Economy shifts or new opportunities open up, he has a skill set to move forward in those directions. So that's a huge takeaway, Fire Nation, to understand mm -hmm. that, hey, I might feel horrible because of anything could have happened, fill in the blank, but what is going to be unveiled to me that otherwise might not have? And you just heard mm -hmm. Barry run through that, and that is powerful wow. stuff. So Barry, I want to shift now because you have a lot of stories, and you've also mm -hmm. had a lot of great ideas in your life. You've already shared a couple of them with us today, but what's one of the greatest moments that you've had for an aha moment that you want to share mm -hmm. with Fire Nation? See, 1986, the first time I ever uh, was asked to go on tour, well, not even on tour, just to do one night opening for Robin Williams. It was in, uh, at Penn State, about 6,000 people in the audience, and I was backstage. His man, Bobby McFerrin had been opening for him for the years before that, and uh, his manager, Dave Steinberg, said to me and my partner, who I've always done my juggling shows with, he said, if you can get, we had a 30-minute spot prepared, and that's what we were supposed to do, but he said, if you can get through 10 to 15 minutes, you'll be more successful than Bobby McFerrin ever was, uh, before what? people start yelling, Robin, 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 it just takes over the whole crowd. We did 30 minutes, got a standing ovation, Robin Williams was in the wings, the entire show laughing, and just, and like, he introduced us from backstage, he high-fived, and that led to a six years of opening for him. I felt so uh, just filled with everything I had always wanted in my life, and nothing in my childhood had pointed to that direction. Uh, anything from growing up, from an abusive childhood, to, to parents that said, you have to go do this, to a counselor who told me I'd be broken homeless. Uh, boy, to, to just everything in my life that I've created, it was in that moment, that night, that was the biggest show I'd ever done at that point. And I, I, no looking back. What a story. I mean, you must have learned a ton on those six years on the road with Robin Williams. <laughs> graduate school. That was I my mean, graduate that school. That was graduate school, exactly. What would you say is the biggest takeaway that you had, not even specifically maybe from that story, it could be, but it could also be from those six years. Like, What's the biggest takeaway that you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from just that six years of graduate school that you had? Yeah. And you know what I think, and it did kind of come from Robin. It, 
it came, it showed me the power of a gut instinct. I would see Robin do a 90 minute show and close with something one night that was so big. And he'd come off stage and be so calm and say, that was kind of fun, that ending. And the next night he would open with it. And the comedian inside of me was going, what the heck is he doing? That's his clothes. You know? <laughs> and he would open with it. So there was a gut instinct there. And I saw it at the ripe young age of about 24, that there is something inside of us that's so much smarter than this relatively stupid thing in our head that can work with nouns and verbs uh, to trust that gut instinct and to really just kind of say, this is a feeling and I'm going to commit to this. And I've done that forever. And I often think of Robin closing with something one night and opening with it the next. Fire Nation, when's the last time you've really checked in with your gut, with your intuition and said, hey, are the flags green right now? Like, are, are the stoplights green? Are they going ahead? Or, or is there a little uh, red stop sign there? Because your gut is there for you. I mean, I'm not saying it's 100% of the time going to lead you right, but there's a reason why we have intuition, why we have a gut. You need to at least have your finger on the pulse of that to be checking in and saying, does this feel right? Is this exactly the kind of business, the kind of life that I want to be creating and building? And if the answer is no, that's your intuition telling you, hey, time to shift, time to adjust. It doesn't take a huge shift or adjustment all the time. It can be a little tweak of the knob that can get you going in an amazing direction. Now, Barry, what would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? An old voice that, that drives from behind sometimes. It's the, the fear, the panic, the unworthiness, the, uh, the, the stuff that was never there in childhood. People telling you, you know, I uh, completely believe that we can change somebody's life by one sentence, either positive or negative. And in, in my childhood, there were a lot of negative sentences. And once in a while, John, no matter how good things are going, I still feel them reach up and grab the wheel. I love that phrase, the stuff you never heard as a child. I mean, think about that, Fire Nation. This is stuff mm. you never heard as a child. You go to any six-year-old, eight-year-old, you say, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, it's, I want to be an astronaut. Like, I want to be a major league baseball player. And, you know, you talk to them and they just see the possibilities. And then you talk to yeah. these people 10 years later, you know, just 10 years later, we're talking 16, 18, they're just like, yeah. well, you know, I can see all the problems about being an astronaut or baseball. I'm just, you know, not tall enough or strong enough. And also we start putting <laughs> these obstacles in our own way. Like, why are we putting obstacles in our own way? Like, why? There's already enough challenges in life. Why do we have to add to that? So, Barry, what is your biggest strength? I think it's what I learned from juggling. Uh, To be successful, it's pretty simple math. You, You probably don't even want to grab a pencil for this Fire Nation. You have to pick up more often than you drop. If you fail at something six times, do it a seventh time. I mean, get, keep getting back in the game. And that was the biggest lesson I ever got from juggling. What are you most fired up about today? You know what fires me up, though, and has nothing to do with uh, my revenue is uh, working with boys. I lead Rite of Passage Adventure Weekends, supporting um, 13 to 17-year-old boys in discovering and trusting uh, their own emotional intelligence, the gut intelligence that we talked about. Um, it's a strange time to be a young person, and it's really easy to miss Uh, Right now, the most fundamental parts of growing into a mature masculine man. And uh, that scares the heck out of me. It really does. Uh, Maybe it's from having a 14-year-old son and uh, doing a whole bunch of these rite of passage weekends. But I'll tell you, there's there's certain things I hear from boys now that uh, scare me. And it's it's no more to fix it than it is uh, spending some time with them, listening to them, trusting them, uh, letting them see their own brilliance and letting them see that there's a place for them in this world. I, I really believe infants come into this world asking a couple of simple questions. You know, am I safe? Am I loved? Is there a place for me? Uh, and boy, if that doesn't get addressed, if kids don't get to be seen uh, for what, who they are and what their brilliance is, 
it can all go by in a flash. And next thing you know, not that there's anything wrong with any job in the world, but they're doing something, as you mentioned a minute ago, that is just filled with uh, uh, consolation, with sacrifice. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to do this. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a crime for me to see. I'm, I'm really happy some guy taught me to juggle out by the uh, pool when I was 15 at, at this little camp I went to. It just was an amazing change for my life. I, I don't know who I would have been without that moment. And then what was it, nine years later, you're opening for Robin Williams? Yeah, nine years later, I was Crazy. on stage. And uh, seven years later, I won my first world juggling championship. Wow. Unheard of. But uh, that, was, uh, that was the touch that my soul needed at that point. And there was a man <laughs> there. There was a man there to say, hey, does this feel good to you to do this? You know, and uh, yeah, he mentored me for a while. And then I, I never stopped. Fire Nation, we've been talking about following your gut, following your intuition. Do both of those things and stick around for the lightning round because we got some great stuff coming up. I'm going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, Organifi is how I upgrade my nutrition every single morning. Everybody needs to have a green superfood supplement in their life because even if you're eating really healthy, your veggies lose a ton of their nutritional value just sitting on the shelf for days before you eat them. Not all of us have the time or the means to get that natural, fresh, organic vegetables. That's why I love using Organifi. It's so quick and easy, but it also tastes great. True story. Visit Organifi.com and enter promo code FIRE to get 20% off your 30-day supply of Organifi. Plus, Organifi is going to ship you your very own Freedom Journal as a special bonus. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. Use promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, today's sponsor is Lenovo, and I decided to do things a little different by bringing Don Frame, the North American brand director for Lenovo, on to answer a question that I think we would find valuable. And that question is, what's important, Don, to consider as your business grows from connectivity, for information sharing, store security, et cetera? Can you break that down? Yeah, you know, as business grows in this new world, we have to take things into consideration that actually affect what we do from our, our technology awareness standpoint or how we are uh, positioned to grow. You know, in, in the world today, John, with the connectivity type of things, the way that we're doing digital transactions uh, in the modern, modern world, we can't just grow our business without taking into effect is our infrastructure that we may have, uh, is it in a place that it can grow with us? Fire Nation, if you want to learn more, head over to www.lenovo.com slash data center. Barry, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Stuart, oh, here we go. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Gosh, I wish I'd come up blank on that. My, my, the entire educational, continuing educational talk in my family was my dad once said to me, doesn't look like you're going to college, kiddo. Um, so I really had no choice. I mean, I hit the streets with my juggling act at uh, 17. I made my first few dollars when I ran away from home at 16 in high school and uh, ran out of money in New Orleans and right there in Jackson Square in the French Quarter. Um, <laughs> figured out that entrepreneurialism wasn't that bad an idea. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, at a men's weekend I did in 2008, a man asked me a simple question. He said, what's at risk for you getting what you really want out of life? And I basically started falling apart thinking about you know, how with every risk, there's, I'm going to get something and I'm going to lose something. And I always run that litmus test in my life, John, when a new opportunity comes up. What's at risk for me taking this? What's at risk for me not taking it? What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? 
batching my work as best I can and never beating myself up. I have done enough of that in my life. Uh, we all get ourselves beat up enough in life by a, ver- a variety of sources, depending on your, uh, your mileage may vary on that. Uh, but I also realized that my workday doesn't have to look like anybody else's. You know, I- I'm here to do my work. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? It's going to be boring, but it's Google. <laughs> Google Docs and calendars, you know, as sad as it is, that stuff uh, changed my life. A hard drive crash these days is more like a 10-minute inconvenience instead of a uh, $2,500 panic. Um, oh, and Zoom conferences. I run my global go- coaching programs uh, on Zoom conferences, and I have 25 faces on my screen with people around the world, and it works flawlessly. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, and of course, Fire Nation, it is going to join I Love Me More Than Sugar by yours truly, Barry, um, on your bookshelves, what would it be and why? I'm torn between two. uh, I'll just say them both. And then the one that rises to the top, I'll talk about for a second. Uh, (laughs) The War of Art and Profit First. Uh, and let me talk about Profit First because I've heard people talk about Michael McAllowitz, past guest of EO Fire, just a great guy. Holy cow, John. I mean, I've heard people talk about War of Art in your book, on your show, and it's amazing. Profit first, though, uh, the old way of accounting. After I read that book, I realized the old way of accounting, everything that we have talked about and, and been taught in school about running a business is set up to create fear and scarcity. And that book, for the first time in my life, uh, gave me a blueprint for turning it upside down and operating from the place of possibility and profitability. Barry, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? That's funny. I might sell the laptop for a little more money because I don't believe that's where it would make me money. I would begin building relationships with every single person I met. And I can tell you by the end of uh, three days, I'd be speaking to groups and expanding my network even further. And by day seven... I am positive that I would have my first $5,000 speaking booking. Love that. Barry, let's end it today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say bye-bye. All right. Hey, go to 30daysugarfree.com slash fire. I have some uh, fun things for people to finish up with and uh, get in touch with me and uh, just something that shows my gratitude for everything John has done uh, with Entrepreneur on Fire. Thank you so much. And a parting piece of guidance. Trust that gut, man. Let me just go back to the only thing I don't think as human beings we hear enough. I, uh, I use that as my primary brain in my life because I think it's absolutely impossible to ever be mad at myself or regret my decisions if I go there first. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with BF and JLD today, <laughs> so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Barry in the search bar. That's B-A-R-R-Y. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, his book, his website, the resources mentioned, all the stuff. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps links galore and of course head over to 30 days sugarfree.com slash fire for your gift fire nation from barry to you and barry i just want to thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side my pleasure john thank you everyone Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed chatting with myself and Barry today. And you know this, the number one reason why I've been successful, I've mastered productivity, discipline, and focus. And guess what? You can too. Visit selfmasteryjournal.com. You can learn more about my latest project and how you can master productivity, discipline, and focus in just 100 days. Selfmasteryjournal.com. 
I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.